0: Jalen Jacoby is presented by Allstate. Get protected from mayhem this year when you switch and save with Allstate.
1: Hey, this is the Magic Band, and you're watching my homeboy, Jalen and Jacoby.
0: He is Jalen Rose. I'm David Jacoby. We are Jalen and Jacoby. What is it that we We do? They what they joining us later in the program, Utah Jazz bucket-getter superstar Jordan Clarkson is joining us in just minutes. But we start with some big news from the NBA. Owner of the Phoenix Suns, Robert Sarver, after an investigation from the league, has determined that when recounting the statements of others, he used the N-word, and he was inequitable in his treatment towards female employees and demeaned his employees, and the punishment is a one-year suspension and a $10 million fine. Now, Mr. Rose, I'm not gonna do the thing where I ask you, is this enough? Because the obvious answer to that is no. I'm gonna ask you what you think should've happened, and what is your reaction to this
2: story? I think as the information about this story continues to come out, and now that he's been punished, Donald Sterling is somewhere saying, he got a light punishment. And one thing that they both have in common coincidentally, Chris Paul was on the team as the allegations became public. For those of us that have been in and around the league, I've been around the league 30 years, I've been covering it 20, and you know I played for the Suns. And off wax, you and I have talked about him and have talked about a lot of his behavior as what I call one of the worst owners in the league, regardless of their team's record. And a lot of times when people parachute in and start hearing the story, and now all of a sudden see him punished, you can now look in the rearview mirror and be like, the people that were saying stuff about him were actually right. And I'm one of those people. And here's the deal, Jacoby. He's an equal opportunity person as it relates to, alienating others. Just think about when you really look at the report, disrespect to people of color, disrespect to women, um, not not being equitable in the workplace. Like, the sky's the limit when you really read what he got punished for, and then you look at $10 million fine? Like, I, I know that that's the maximum they can give him. Okay. One year suspension, you know what that acknowledges? That he did something extremely wrong. And you know what it also means? For a guy that not only owns the Phoenix Suns, he also owns the WNBA team, the Phoenix Mercury. So let me get this right. The way he talked and treated women in his workplace as the boss can now resume overseeing those duties plus overseeing both of those teams after one year, something more has got to possibly be done. Because while the punishment may end, how he's made people feel is not going to end. And a lot of those people are still living, breathing human beings that saw him just get a slap on the wrist. I'm glad you brought up Donald Sterling because it
0: feels that way because behind the scenes, off wax, people are having these conversations and they know the character of this man. With Donald Sterling, it came to light via an audio tape. And with this case, people have been talking about his behaviors for a decade, but there's just no tape. So he gets one year and $10 million, but he should definitely get more. He should no longer own an NBA team. But we move on from that story to something that's happening overseas. Right now, as we record, Luka Doncic is on the court for Eurobasket. Let's just talk about what he has done in the last three games. In the last three games, this man has averaged 39.3 points and around 7-9, in at 7-5 in addition to that. Jalen, we always talk about him coming into camp in shape or out of shape, but he's getting buckets right now as we speak. What does that tell you about his season next season?
2: And a guy, a guy that came in has been extremely dominant as a young player, not only scoring the ball, flirting with triple-doubles, getting assists getting his own shot off the dribble, one of the best shot creators in the league at not only taking his shot but making his shot and also getting to his spots, in particular at the top of the floor, finding other people for his dimes. Luka Doncic, like I told you, when he decided that he wanted to get in the best shape of his career, he's going to be MVP of the league. That's what I see right now. That's exactly what I see right now. MVP of the league. Yes oh and we got odds how about this jacoby who made the uh, western conference finals this year
0: the western conference finals were the
2: warriors and the mavericks boom ahead of schedule Mass ahead of schedule and if you get confused to why and shout to jalen brunson he was terrific in the playoffs i love him adding christian woods as a big this offseason from the rockets they did it because of that guy right there Mm -hmm. he's a him and the list of guys that he's up there with also fall into that category but here's the one thing I only point out it's great to see him playing 12 months of basketball so to speak it's different when you're in the gym training it's different when you are playing rec because you're kind of still cruising and international players of course I love the way they represent their home countries but I just hope that we're not looking up in May and he's fatigued from all of this basketball. That's the only thing I'm gonna say. He's averaging 40 right now, that's big numbers. I just hope he's able to sustain it and stay healthy. If he does, he will be MVP this year, and the Mavs will continue to ascend. So I think that
0: fatigue is a potential threat, but I think a bigger threat to his MVP path is the players around him. Because to be an MVP, it's hard to win that MVP if you're a 6-seed or a 5-seed, right? I mean, you look at this roster. They're one of the few teams in the league that, that, you know, kind of a head-scratching offseason. We'll see how Christian Wood fits in, but we will see how this Mavs team shapes up. But, Jalen, I've got big news that pertains to your favorite football team. For the first time. Since November of 2020, think about how long ago that is. November of 2020, 24 games. The Lions have been underdogs until this week when they are favorites to beat the Washington Commanders on Sunday. As a lifelong
2: Lions fan, how does this feel to finally be favored? November 2020, that means it probably was around Thanksgiving. Like I told you, that's our Super Bowl literally and you see I rep to the fullest over my shoulder it doesn't feel like anything I just got to tell everybody a secret as a lifelong Lions fan I'm glad that the world is trying to adopt us as lovable losers but these ain't your parents Lions These are not your parents' Lions. And they're going to go out as favorites on this Sunday. We're going to beat the Commanders, and then that's going to start a win streak. Let's go, Detroit Lions. My guy under center, Jared Montana. You see that run game last week? Running all over those guys. Swift and Williams. points in the fourth quarter. We hit our stride
0: love it I love what the Lions are doing and I'm glad you used the term lovable losers because that's what you guys are now especially after hard knocks because before you were just losers you know what I mean (laughs) now you're lovable losers that people want to adopt before you guys were just losers but congratulations to Detroit for being favored they're only favored by two points which means I'm going to bet on them to cover we have another story we discussed yesterday the fourth and five decision that Nathaniel Hackett made well guess what he spoke about it here's what he had to say
3: you know, looking back at it, we definitely should have gone for it. Um, just not, not, you know, one of those things. You look back at it and you say, of course we should go for it. We missed the field goal. Um, but in that situation, we had a plan. I mean, we had a plan. We knew that the 46 was the mark. And uh,
0: we got there. And it didn't work. It sucks. But, hey, that's part of it. So, Jalen, here's my problem with the way this whole thing has been covered since Monday night. I watched every snap of this game. And everyone's talking about this decision, this fourth down call. Did he didn't call timeout? Let the clock run. They had McManus go out there and he kicked a 64 yard. It would have been the second. everyone's focused on this one down, but from the first quarter to the second quarter, the third quarter to the fourth quarter. This was a mismanaged offense. They weren't getting to the line in time. They weren't snapping the ball in time. They had three de- um, delay of games, but not just to that. They snapped the ball with one or zero seconds left on the clock, time and time again. So everyone's focused on this one decision. But if you ask me, this was about an entire game mismanagement, not
2: a single down mismanagement. How about I agree with you? It's not, it was about a game mismanagement, not about a down mismanagement but how about you got a franchise quarterback that you just brought to your team. And you paid. just paid him top dollar. That's why you got him. That's the whole purpose of this exercise. And let me just say the second part of this. You're second guessing the fourth down call, but you're also making excuses for it. Mm. So he said, we looking Good back point. at it, we should have gone for it. But then he tried to act like they executed the plan to a T. Like oh, we was trying to get the 46. Hey dog, that's not a good idea. Yeah, 46 is not your not your mark. (laughs) If you're gonna try to win the game.
0: 46 plus 17 is is 63. I Correct. can do the math. You know and 63 I mean? is a missed field goal. Correct. Like the 46 can't be the mark. And one thing I found so interesting about this particular down and decision is I was shocked, just like everybody at home, I'm sitting there saying timeout, timeout, timeout. And then when they let the clock run down, they call timeout, Russell Wilson, they covered it, looks to the sideline, looks at Hackett, and gives him a nod like, yeah, we're good. So like Russell Wilson was was also complicit in this plan. To me, again, I'm no offensive mastermind. I've never head coached in the NFL. Call a timeout, huddle up, and talk about it. See if you have a play that you're confident in. See, 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 at, you know, at really, really ask yourself if a 64-yard field goal is the right thing to do in this moment. I just think that there's so many things that were wrong about this, but I love that you pointed out in his apology, he couched it by being like, oh, that was the plan, and we stuck to the plan. <laughs> getting to the 46 cannot be the plan, dog. That cannot be the plan. Oh. You know what? I still believe in this Broncos team, though. I think that this was a function of Wilson not playing in the preseason. His first game as head coach. I believe in this Broncos team, and I think that they will be formidable. Jalen Rose, quick question for you. Who's joining us in just seconds on the program?
2: This guy's a serial bucket getter, former six-man of the year. Utah Jazz guard Jordan Clarkson is next on Jalen and Jacoby, fresh to death.
3: Jalen and Jacoby is brought to you by Jardians.
0: Coming to you live above the Heineken River Deck here at the Seaport in New York City. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen Rose, the man joining us right now is an absolute bucket. Buckets. A bucket! Jordan Clarkson, thank you so much for joining us in the program. What's up, y'all? How y'all doing?
2: What up, family? Thank you for taking the time. We appreciate the love.
0: Now, yes, sir, we're going to talk about how you are a bucket. We're going to talk about basketball. We're going to talk about your team. But first of all, I want to talk to you about... Turning into a fashion icon, you're in New York for Fashion Week. Like,
1: when did you really start focusing on what you wear? Um, uh, I mean, every morning you, you got to put clothes on. Uh, for me, I, I don't really, it's not a focus for me. It's just all organic. I wake up, grab what I want, and, you know, kind of just go with the flow. So um, I think the way I dress, everything that I wear um, is just going with the flow. Uh, it's nothing forced.
2: Where do you feel like your fashion or your flavor actually comes from? Because there are certain dudes that I see and be like, they're stylish, and that's what I say right. when I see you. So where do you think that comes from?
1: Um, I don't know, man. It's, just, it's God. It's God given, man. You fresh? You know how it is, <laughs> man. People think people think you clean, so yep. you know. It's just uh, it's just something that's a uh, God-gifted. So you're a
0: young man and I'm an old man. So I don't really care what <laughs> clothes look like anymore. I care what they feel like. <laughs> and I've noticed that you got a partnership with Lululemon. I'm Lulu gang all that's day dope. because Lulu it gang. feels so good. How did that
1: happen? Uh, just everything's organic, man. I don't uh, I don't do stuff that that I don't believe in, and I don't think that's cool. So. Uh, all the whole relationship everything uh, that's been built there uh, with the clothes the next level what they trying to do with the company um, everything just the looks everything that's been put together um, this is all next level so anything that feels good and that relationship just came all organic nothing is fake there and uh, you know I really believe in it and you know I think it's the next step and you know Fashion, whatever it is, clothes, period. I think it's all, it's all there.
2: It is, and just so you know, Jalen and Jacoby, like he mentioned, rep Lululemon to the point where Jacoby got me a gift certificate and I was repping the pants, cause they actually fit me. So as yeah. an NBA player, what is it like for you? Because people see you standing next to seven footers, but forget that you're tall in itself. So what is it like yep. for you to be able to buy things off the rack from Lululemon? Um
1: it's good, it's perfect. You know, we gotta we gotta be comfortable, we gotta feel free too. So, mm-hmm. you know how it is, uh how the clothes fit, everything, you know, it's it's from small to tall. So, you know, everything works, uh, feels great, you know, uh fabrics, everything they use is is just uh is just free flowing and and functional, so um, mm-hmm. all that is is dope.
0: Dope, dope, dope. So, you know,
1: to make it to the NBA, to have the level
0: of success that you had, I know you have to be competitive, and what GQ did is they put up a, a, a bracket of NBA players, and for the NBA's most stylish,
1: and you lost to Devin Booker.
0: Do you two talk about this?
1: Uh, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> I don't diss. I don't, I don't throw nothing uh, towards nobody. But I, I like D Book style. He he, he could dress. He he put his he put his on.
2: <laughs> I agree, and, and and I and I think that's a legit finals. I want to ask a basketball question. You most recently played. And represented the Philippines in the World Cup qualifiers. What was that experience like?
1: Uh, it's great, Jay. We got to get you over there, man. Uh, love to. Get you to the Philippines, man.
2: Love. Uh, to. That's
1: all love. It's um, it's been something that we've been working on for a, a while, uh, getting with the national team and uh, really pushing that forward. So, I think it's been like 40, 50 years since the uh, Philippines been in the uh, Olympics. So. Uh, playing in the qualifier um, World Cup is next year, I believe in like August. Uh, try to get that uh, qualification. Hopefully, playing Olympics, uh, bring the country some joy, hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all they give is uh, love, strength uh, to me. Mm-hmm. They always supporting us. Yeah. Um, you know, Jalen Green, uh, young guys all all around the world. Filipinos, we trying to you know put on so. Uh, everybody representing and trying to do, it, do what's best for, for the country and uh, try to put on.
0: A friend of the show, Wraith Bartholomew, wrote an entire book about the relationship between basketball and the Philippines and how deep the roots are. Can you explain to our audience how important basketball is to that culture?
1: Um, I mean, it's big. Uh, I know in other countries and, you know, everywhere else, it's usually like soccer and stuff. Uh, but in the Philippines, uh, super big, you know. They built. Uh, it was like baskets, like the first thing uh, uh, that was like made for what basketball is. But in the Philippines, man, they make anything a basket. You could put a a cart, anything that's that's a hole, and you know they find a ball, and they don't need no shoes. They don't need nothing. They love it. It's just straight love for the game, and and they get after it. So, um, you know that that is a that's inspiring in itself. Uh, everywhere you go, it's a, it's a court. Uh, they make it a court. Uh, they'll draw the lines on the floor. It, it, it's, it's just all love for the game. And um, you know, it's, it, it's, it's very inspiring when you go over there and see all that. And I learned that
2: by not only watching you, but being around <clears throat> Manny Pacquiao and a friend of mine named Alvin, who's also Filipino, that's why each time an NBA team gets swept, I represent by saying, Walis Wallis. because <laughs> I want to also acknowledge that culture because people don't necessarily give them the credit for loving the game that I feel like they deserve. And that was one of my <laughs> ways of doing it. But I have to ask you, um, I appreciate watching young players grow on and off the floor and mature to become young veterans. That's what I see you as a young vet. And you talk a lot Mm -hmm. about mindfulness, breathing, exercise. How does that help you as a human being and as a professional athlete?
1: Um, For me, all of that is just uh, staying in the moment. You know, everything is uh, through life, uh, through your careers, through everything. You know, it's gonna be ups and downs. It's, It's fast. Uh, you you kind of just figuring it out. Nobody ever really knows what, what's going on, and you know you always just kind of figuring out, going along with everything. But um, for me, to breathing, meditating, whatever, taking the time just to you know concentrate on mental health uh, yourself uh, has been big, big for me, uh, big for people around me. Uh, just trying to stay happy, stay in the moment, uh, taking the time and just. Uh, just really just embracing yourself and and everything that's going on around you. So uh, the breathing techniques, everything that uh, I do, um, you know, sometimes it's not even that long. Sometimes it's just us for like five minutes in the room or I'm in a car or in the van, I just close my eyes for a second and, you know, kind of just embrace everything and uh, let people know that I'm here.
2: I love that. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. It's really important. Mm -hmm. I try to do that in my life as well. And it's important for us to talk about that openly and to give Mm -hmm. other people courage to do it as well. So I appreciate that. Thank you.
0: and you you talk about these calm moments and sort of centering yourself but you're also outside now I'm here in New York I know about the big water (laughs) balloon fight I watch Side Talk just like everybody else
2: how did you find
0: out about it did people recognize you and what was the experience like in that That big water balloon fight in Central Park I'm
1: jealous that was that was so fun man um my boys they over there at Side Talk uh much respect to them um it was just super fun. Something that, you know, something happened organically. I'm like, my boys, hey, we woke up and it was like, yo, let's let's hit the water park, uh, let's hit the water fight uh, today. I'm like, where at? I was like, oh yeah, Trenton, them throwing it at uh blah, blah, blah. We got the address pulled up. Everything was fun. Cracked a, a few brews open. Uh, <laughs> everybody was out there chilling. The sun was out, it was a good day in, in New York, so. Uh, it was just all free-flowing, and uh, we had some fun. I'm glad they ain't getting no clips of me like actually hitting people with water, ball, water, water balloons in my face. Because <laughs> then somebody the would have to sue you. <laughs> somebody would have been like, oh, yeah, that's, that's him? They would have to. He hit me yeah. in the face. Look, I got a mark right here. <laughs>
3: exactly.
2: <laughs> so I have to ask about a couple of NBA things. So, you're a terrific performer. You've done everything the Utah Jazz asked you to do, whether starting or coming off the bench. Um, your game has grown so much. I, I love the way you your your, your handle, your, your, your ability to finish at the rim. Like, I've looked at you guys' team as one that had a legit chance the last few years to actually win the West. And mm-hmm. now all of a sudden, you look up this offseason, you trade Rudy Gobert. You trade Donovan Mitchell as the next best player on that team. What was that like for you, seeing those changes happen?
1: Um, I mean, it's that's a uh, that's tough, man. See, Donovan, like every other day, I talk to him still. Every other day, I still talk to Rudy. Every other day, um, like you said, man, we was invested in that. You know how it is, man. When you when you uh, pursuing a championship, trying to win games. And, uh, you know, those relationships never uh, never break. Uh, but it definitely something that, you know, like hurt a little bit, just kind of seeing uh, what was going on. Uh, maybe it was a, a give up on either side. We really don't know. But um, I think for me, whatever the next step is, I'm here in the moment. I'm ready to take whatever comes next for me. Um, and take it to the next level. You know, I know it has to be hard watching you know, your friends and teammates
0: and, you know, pillars of the team get traded away. But is there a part of your brain that says, you know what, this is also an opportunity for me to be featured in offense. offense. is also an opportunity for me to get more shots up and really show what I can do in a lead role on a team.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, you know, I... I, I <laughs> I think I'm ready for the moment, whatever is, uh, whatever's being presented to me. Um, I think I've always been been able to be a starter. Like Jalen said, I, I do it a, whatever's asked of the organization. Um, whatever moment is there, I, I really take it. So um, if this is an opportunity for me to do that, be a starter, uh, take that role and, and become that, uh, I think I'm ready for it.
2: And, 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 and I have to also ask you this, because I love Donovan. I stay in contact with him, break bread with mm-hmm. him on the East Coast. And Rudy Gobert's one of the greatest defensive players and an and, and, and elite talent in the league. Like, I love y'all team. Jacoby would tell you, mm-hmm. I was screaming, we got the Jazz, we got the Jazz for years. Mm-hmm. What do you think, as somebody that just said that you talk to them every other day, about people feeling like those two guys, Donovan and Rudy, couldn't get along, which is why they needed to break up y'all squad.
1: Um, I mean, in some instances, everybody got everybody got problems. You know, what I mean, it's a locker room, mm-hmm. uh, especially with two young stars. Well, they both uh, they both strong. They yeah. they carry this organization. They grew up in that. Uh, Every opportunity was given to him by, you know, Quinn and, uh, you know, organization put uh, a lot of love and and heart into those two. Um, Growing up, uh, I feel like with the Utah Jazz and them, you know, separating it is what it is. Uh, It's part of the NBA. Um, Guys got what they wanted. Um, I think in terms of Rudy, it's a, a chance for him to, you know, really grow as a player as well uh we'll see that uh while he's in Minnesota hopefully uh, he keep, continues to keep being who he is and and grows his game um uh, every every part that he wants it wants it to be and uh for Donnie I know, I know he uh he ready for war so uh, I know he he going to do some great things in Cleveland as well but you know it it is uh it does suck sometimes when when um you no know, you hear people put out you know publications of what's going on in the locker room and stuff like that but it's um, none of that never never got to the point where uh, it affected anything on the court um, I think with the relationship those guys were very uh, vocal with each other um, and I think that's that's why a lot of things came out uh, maybe the wrong way it's interesting to hear you say that because just
0: recently Danny that's Ainge real. said that that's while the team liked each other they didn't quote-unquote believe in each other what's your reaction to that as someone who's on the team
1: um for me it's just uh i think we all believed in each other we believed in every every everything that we could do um but like you said you you come in the locker room owner manager whatever it is and you see us you know bickering uh you know, relationships fading. You know, you know how it is, man. We we around each other, damn near the whole year. <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> exactly. Like, I ain't, I ain't missing a, I ain't missed a summer without like Don in like two three years. I ain't I ain't missed a summer with Rudy in two three years. Like, mm-hmm. what you think is gonna happen? A, a marriage ain't ain't, ain't right. perfect. Like, we gonna go in there. Everybody gonna say what they gotta say. We all men, We all are mm-hmm. uh, starring our own movies. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when you when somebody makes a statement like that, it's nothing to go against Danny Haynes or anything, but um, maybe the relationship was, it, it made it made it look that way, but I think we was all strong, and, um, you know, we was all trying to get the same goal. Um, but at the end of the day, the uh, powers ain't working on our hands, and, you know, we all got to figure it out from now.
2: And, and, and like, a lot of that has to do with we're so very competitive, we're so close, mm-hmm. and we just didn't make make our goal happen. And right. so that, that's like anything else. You playing ball at the park on Saturday and somebody take a bad shot and y'all lose and you got to wait four games, you mad at him.
3: It don't mm-hmm. mean that you don't like him. It's
2: like, dog, like that, <laughs> that's really all it is. We, we Like y'all were good enough to win the West. So if y'all yeah. don't win the West, of course y'all mad.
1: Yeah, nah. Seriously, uh, I think it, it it happened for us. Uh, you know, in the bubble, it was uh, it was like, man, we got an opportunity to, you know, kind of do something. And then, you know, Bogey gets hurt, breaks his hand or something. And then Mike leaves for a few days. In the playoffs, we play in Denver in in a, in a, a close series, and Don, you know, kind of got to take over and. You see his numbers in that in that playoff series and we like, man, we gotta I think we all kinda come together in the summertime. We like, yo, we I think we got a chance to do something. And then Joe come off and he has a great year. Uh that next year, me and him battling for sixth man of the year. Rudy win defensive player of the year. You know, all uh, you just run it down the line. I think we had the best record in the NBA that year, and in the year after that. And if we lose to the Clippers, man, all that stuff, you know, it's all uh, definitely a buildup. Um, but it was a lot of conversations, though. We Definitely everybody was frustrated in a way, man. We winners. We want to, we want to, mm-hmm. we, we all, we all going for something. We want to, mm-hmm. we wanted to goal. Uh, everybody was on the same page. Uh, communication might have been off, but uh, at the end of the day, everybody wanted the same thing. And, uh, I mean, it just didn't happen for us, so. Uh, you can see a lot of frustration and and, and stuff uh, coming out, especially over time. So, um, it, is, it is what it is.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So, we see you
0: at the Water Fight Central Park. We see you stunting at Fashion Week.
3: Internationally balling. One thing,
0: ballin', one thing mm-hmm. I know that yeah. you're doing is working on your game. And what specifically during this offseason are you do- doing to develop yourself for next season?
1: Um, For me, it's just still coming to become consistent from the three-point line. I think, uh, you know, it's kind of been up and down for me, um, but just making those shots, uh, game shots and workouts and stuff, um, you know, it's hard to get super good runs in, in the summertime because people really ain't playing defense and stuff like that It's like, you know, everybody trying to stay healthy and, and injury free. But, um, you know, for me, it's just, um, Expanding that part of my game as well as uh, the playmaking part of it. Um, and that's that's not even on the court. That's uh, just like film work, uh, watching clips, um, and just figuring it out. I think that's like the best part uh, of the experience of me playing in the Philippines, uh, just trying to figure out how to make uh, everybody else around um, better and have uh, better opportunities for themselves. Um, so I think it all kind of works out. Everything in the summer has been uh, great. Um, You know, I've worked out with Chris Johnson, Chris Brickley, um, L.A., New York, uh, been back and forth. So um, everything, I'm just, you know, just trying to keep, continue to grow and uh, become a better player in in those senses.
2: Well, stay healthy, have a great season. And for me, you're a model of watching a young man and a young player grow and mature to do really special things and it's and and you're a shining example of that but i gotta ask one final question musically what you listening to these days tell me a couple of artists you listening to
1: oh god jay i ain't even gonna lie to you man i don't listen to uh, a lot of uh you know too much new stuff but you know i'm very versatile but I still big, uh, Frank Sinatra, uh, I'm a Mm. big Kendrick, uh, Kendrick Lamar fan, um, you know, who's really, I like people, I like seeing people, like, grow and, and change too, is, uh, Machine Gun Kelly, uh,
3: Mm. Colson,
1: he, he, um, he was, like, a rapper, now he's a, a full rock star, so, uh, just seeing people, uh, career change and, uh, become real stars in their moment, um, you know, is dope, so. Uh, I always respect Dope. Well, you're a rock
2: star, my brother. Thank you for taking the time, <laughs> and we're looking forward to having you on again. All love.
1: Appreciate y'all, man. All love. I'll be appreciate back. You. you already know. i love. see you, Jay. Jacob, Thank you, Appreciate
2: man. you, bro. Bless, brother. Yes, sir. I'll stay connected. Yes, sir. Thank you so
0: much, Jordan. You're watching Challenge Jacoby. We'll be right back after this. Thursday night at 9, it is Game 3. The Sun need a win. Can they get it at home against the Aces, who are up 2-0 in the finals? Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. What do we do every single day here in this program?
2: Acknowledge the fact that Brittany Grant has been wrongfully detained now 209 days. So we here at Jalen and Jacoby wish her speedy, safe return to the United States. Yesterday was
0: Game 2 of the WNBA finals and the Sun needed a win to level with the Aces, and guess what? They didn't get it because of who, Mr. Rose?
2: Chelsea great. They up 2-0. And the thing is, for Becky Hammond to come in first year and potentially lead the Aces to a championship, that's gonna be incredible if they close the deal.
0: So the Yankees played the Red Sox in Fenway. You'll never believe this. Aaron Judge hit two home runs. Ooh. He hit 56. And 57 last night against the Red Sox. Think he's going to get paid this offseason?
2: Absolutely. He's on his prodigy. He break bread, ribs, $100 bills. He's going to get a blank check this offseason. 57 big home runs. But I can't front. We can't continue to ignore Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, and Barry Bonds when we had these conversations. No, we won't. I watched them play baseball. I watched them hit home runs. But I Aaron Judge
0: by. Aaron judged himself says he considers Barry Bonds' home run record the home run record, and I do as well. PEDs or not, it's hard to hit that ball over the fence 73 times in a season. We'll be back tomorrow. We always say we give the people what they want. Part of that is doing podcast exclusive content for our podcast listeners. Jalen, they done? would never let us talk about this on television but we can definitely talk about it. We can definitely talk about it on the pod. Page Six wrote an article about the relationship between Tom Brady and Giselle Buncheon. And it is very strained. And some of the undertones, which Bundchen is calling, you know, slightly misogynist, which I understand. I think the word sexist is what she used, are that she doesn't want him to play football. And then he retired. And one of the reasons he retired is because she wanted him to spend more time with the family. Then he wanted to spend more time with the family. Then he unretires. That caused a rift in their relationship. Mr. Rose didn't seem to affect his play on the field. She's in New York right now. There's rumors that that 11 day sort of absence from training camp, he spent with his family to sort of, you know, mend the situation. You could hear a little stress in his voice as he explained how he was 45. He's got a lot of bleep going on. What do you think <laughs> about these rumors? about the strain between supermodel wife Giselle and the GOAT, Tom Brady.
2: This is the most unique circumstance that we probably will encounter from a guy who's established himself as the GOAT, plays quarterback, has seven championships, still playing at an MVP level in his mid-40s. So now what happens is that resets your personal body clock. Normally the body clock for an athlete in retirement, if you're really fortunate happens during your 30s. That's If you're really fortunate, like, but by the way, the majority of players last three or four years. Mm -hmm. And so what ends up happening is now all of a sudden, he starts playing football. He starts having kids. Usually, when you're done playing, your kids are, you know, varying in ages. When he's done playing, his kids gonna be grown.
0: Oh well, the the one he has from previous marriage is absolutely grown.
2: You you see what I'm saying? Like like, I, I my, my oldest daughter, Mariah, she's 22. Mariah. I had we had her when she went went in 2000, right? So now I'm at an age where the last 15 years that I've been retired, I've tried to reinvest in the time that I've missed, A, because her mom and I weren't in a relationship and B, we didn't live in the same house. So now I'm trying to reinvest that time that I spent as a player to move my family out of the hood and put them in position to live the lifestyle that they live to not reinvest in them. So now she's 22 and Gracie's 16. Imagine if I was still playing 10 more years and I just now stopped playing. The body clock would be off and she'd be grown. And I don't have to tell you this, you talk about this frequently. I love my wife, I love my kids, and you're a terrific dad, but you do. Like most people, feel like, woo, happy to get out of the house today.
0: I love getting out of the house. <laughs> I love it.
2: <laughs> I'll tell so, you, here's
0: the, let me just do real quick, here's what, here's what I, I unlocked what parenting feels like. For everyone who is or isn't a parent, I've unlocked it in one sentence. It kind of sucks being around your kids. It kind of sucks not being around your kids.
2: I got right to ask you this question you will appreciate this story and shout to shout to the New York Post new episode every Thursday this week every Jerry who's on tomorrow who's my on tomorrow God, Jerry Farrar From love Power Jerry Farrar. And entourage the JRLA golf outing my God Nick fan, serial Nick fan I wanna I want to role play for a second your time Joey's Giselle Talk to me about the dynamics of when one of y'all go out of town. What is that like for the other one that stays with the kids?
0: It's basically a vacation for the person that leaves town. And they're always leaving town for work, right? Like I'm not going on golf vacations with my buddies, right? Like I'm going somewhere for work, and it is work and it is travel, and that has tiring and fatiguing in its own way, but there's nothing, nothing more tiring and fatiguing than having three kids by yourself, trying to make lunches, make breakfasts, get clothes on, get the girl's hair done. I didn't know that was gonna be a thing when I had twin <laughs> girls. Like all of a sudden, I, I work at a salon every morning. You know what I mean? I got some demanding ass clients. And like, <laughs> and just, just just that alone, that struggle, and then bedtime is a whole different struggle. And I'm sure that Giselle is, is not want for um, additional hands around the house as uh, she has earned that right through her, you know, uh, 10 digit, nine digit, nine digit career. But it's still, regardless, it is a lot more difficult to be the person at home with the kids than it is to be the person on the road working.
2: Ding, 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 ding. So now I wanna ask a follow-up question, sir. How's the relationship between the parents as it relates to the one that's out of town? How does the person that's at home with the kids treat the person that's out of town?
0: Every time, so so here's one thing that both me and my wife do, right? (laughs) And we've talked about it. We make it sound so hard when you're at home. (laughs) Like if the kids are crying, like I'm putting her on speaker. You know what I mean? Like, like I love it when she calls when the kids are crying or something, or there's a problem. And it's always like, I gotta go, I gotta handle this. You know what I mean? It's, it's never like, in reality, it's like, oh yeah, they're all watching TV right now. Quincy's playing Roblox. I'm just sitting here reading my book. It's actually kind of chill around here. Like, no, we make it sound like it's so difficult at home. And the second she gets home, I'm out the door. Give her a kiss. It's good to see <laughs> there you. Ya. Go. I'm okay. gone. There you go. There and you go. And Gisela's living that life. She's living that lifestyle. Tom Brady ain't at home putting kids to bed. I don't care if it's Tuesday and they don't have a game until next Thursday. Like he, he's he's at work. He doesn't he doesn't clock in and, and work at a factory for eight hours and then and then have a beer and come home like like a normal person. Right, but
2: parenting, being married, as you know, is a relationship of sacrifice. And let me ask you another question about well, the person on. that's. I,
0: one thing I do want to say before he says, we focus this on parenting too, but there's also the companionship of your spouse. You know what I mean? It's not just like, oh, she wants to help. Like she married Tom Brady because she loves Tom Brady. She thought they'd be doing dinners. She thought they'd be doing this. And we always talk about happiness as a function of expectations. When that dude retired, Giselle set her expectations at a certain point. And then she he unretired, and I can understand how she would be reportedly upset. But what
2: was the next question, sir? The next question is, When the person that's out of town checks in with the person that's home with the kids, you acknowledge that the person that's home with the kids acts like it's harder than it really is, even though it's extremely hard. How does the person at home feel when the person that's out of town extend the trip? Oh, I mean, you've, I've told you about this.
0: I've told you about this. She was in Chicago doing the Candace Parker documentary, and it's like 5.30. She's rapping the day, and she's like, oh, me and the crew are going out to dinner. I'm like, they got flights to do from Chicago to New York, and they got those. And you can, you, can get, you can get dinner at the airport while you're waiting to board your 8 o'clock. You know what I mean? Like, you can get yourself to the United Lounge and get some of that, that free food at the
2: buffet, have a
0: couple beverages, and be home to help with the kids tomorrow. You know what I mean? But I don't say that. I let her live a little bit. Because i be booking the late flights too sometimes. You know what I mean? I can fly, okay, got, I can fly the red oh, eye ding, from LA. Ding, ding, ding,
2: ding, I sleep go, there okay.
0: And keep then going? fly in the morning. You know what I mean? We all know what we're doing, but we just let it we just let it slide. I would never call her out for that to her face. I'll call her out to the pod in front of a hundred thousand people. But they don't
2: know her. Oh man. So, so the moral you of know, the story is. Giselle doesn't have to be a groupie for her husband, ladies and gentlemen. No. You know what I mean? We she about know power he's the couples. goal playing football. We should like know he
0: is. Like, one day we got to do a top five power couples because I'm, I'm thinking Giselle and Tom Brady might be might be number one. You know, Dwayne Wade
2: comes to mind. JMB. Duh.
0: Like, I don't know. Yeah, we need to do that
2: as a poll question. We need to make that a poll question.
0: Yeah. We, get, we got a lot of long-term projects we got to work on now. We, we But I got to ask you about something, Mr. Rose. What because up, you've been very you've been very vocally against me getting a vasectomy, right? Something that's still very on the table. Very vocally
2: against it. Do and, uh, not do it, fam. I was reading,
0: and um, there's something else that's happening in the world. We all know about the BBLs out there in the world. First of all, if you get a BBL, I can spot it in, in half a second. I can tell in a half a second. You'll never sneak a BBL past me. Next. <laughs> Penis enhancement surgery. Don't get fired topic of the day. Penis enlargement surgery.
2: So so here's what I wanna teach everybody. Something that's extremely important to you, protect it, value it, and appreciate it. Don't get fired. And that's, that's an extremely important instrument, obviously. To a man, to society, you know about for recreation purposes. Like the sky's the limit. So why is the
0: limit with that, that instrument? That instrument is
2: so very important to important society. Instrument. So so based on that alone. I'm not going to be able to do it. That's, that's a, that was the most measured,
0: the most calm, not going to be able to do it in the, the, uh, the what, ten and a half years. I, I love that so much. That is such a perfect button on this topic. He just said, I'm not going to be able to do it, sir. With all, with all due respect, I, I'm, I'm not going to be able to accomplish that task, sir. No. I, I love no. it. No. Leave it
2: alone. Just leave it alone. Yeah,
0: leave it alone. Leave that important instrument alone. Let's go to voice Everybody's
2: a star in their own movie. Like Jordan Clarkson's steak. Just leave it alone. He took that from me. The second he said that, I was like, I've been saying that for years.
0: You you listen to the show. You know I've been saying that, Jay. Did that hit your brain when you said it? I made that up. I didn't didn't bite that from anybody. He said
2: he watched the show every day.
0: Telling you. Good for him. We always say the people what they want. Part of that is hearing from you, the people. You call 98580-Jalen, you leave us a voicemail. Now the producers have told me, Mr. Rose, what a, we no. have a follow-up voicemail. Do you remember Ooh. the gentleman that called who was living with his girlfriend? And then the girlfriend's best friend was gonna stay at the house for a while, but he his girlfriend didn't know that girlfriend's best friend and him had some rhythm back in the day. We nope. have a follow-up. Ooh. Let's hear it.
3: Yo, it's Trav from Bama call him back for a follow-up guys guys look i left that voicemail about i say a week prior to you guys playing it i needed the definitive answer i was stuck i went my back was against the wall i agreed but i didn't tell my old lady now now just listen just listen I'm currently living in fear. Okay, I am living in fear. I uh, I try to keep my distance. Um, I I say it's been it's been about three or four days, and I've kept my distance. I'm playing it safe. She hasn't brought it up. I haven't brought it up. But now did I bring it up to my girl's friend, The a whatever we did have let's squash it which wasn't nothing it was a couple messages we were supposed to meet it didn't go down should i bring it up to her and be like hey let's just never bring this up again and let's live with it or should i tell her hey let's just be responsible young adults and tell my old lady now i'm living in fear mind you guys but for real get back with me uh Pray for me. Shout out Reg, Zales. keep getting them checks. Yup.
0: Okay. If you didn't hear the previous episode, this is Trav from Bama. Trav from Bama has a girlfriend. <laughs> Trav from Bama's girlfriend's best friend is going through some hard times, I believe, it. she needed to stay at the crib. What Trav from Bama's girlfriend doesn't know is that Trav from Bama's best friend, girlfriend's best friend, and them exchange some messages. We're gonna meet up. So I got a couple things to say to Trav. First of all, he's like I've been good so far. I've been keeping my distance. And when he said three or four, I thought he was going to say weeks or months. But he said it's been three or four days. Like, no, this is a marathon, not a sprint. (laughs) You know, not not doing anything crazy in three or four days. That doesn't doesn't, doesn't really get you any points on my tally. But Mr. Rose, my advice to him is you don't say nothing to your girlfriend. You don't say nothing to your girlfriend's best friend. You don't say nothing to the dog. You don't say nothing to bet your friends. You probably shouldn't even call back. You, you just you just keep this in your pocket, your little, po- your little pocket of secrets, put a lock on that, put another lock on it, a bolt lock on it, and keep your mouth shut. Mr. Rose, your thoughts?
2: Thank you for the call, especially the follow-up call. We appreciate the love and the support. Jacoby said it exactly right. The day she started to stay with y'all, is the day that you buried it you can't bring it up to her anymore can't not you definitely can't tell your 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 wifey now you you definitely can't do that because she'd be ready to bring both of y'all in the room immediately and talk about this you know what i'm saying so I, i i i believe that you can't bring it up but it's gonna get awkward but i have to say this too with all due respect seem like you got the right prize one person is moving in with the other not the other way around you got the prize don't don't fumble it and also like
0: you didn't have sex with her y'all didn't date you know what i mean like a couple messages is nothing it's like that's really nothing and i think if it ever does come to light you've got you, first of all, if it ever does come to light, call back. Cause I got some advice for that situation too. But if it ever does come to light, you've got some you've got some wiggle room there. You know what I mean? Like like you've got some wiggle room. I really think that um, you should just keep your mouth shut. Don't say anything. If you're watching a show together, the three on the couch, you don't even talk then. Just just say as little words as possible out of your mouth that that that, that aren't like, can I get you something? You know what I mean? That's all. Trav, I don't like that you're living in fear. Your home needs to be a sanctuary. and house guests should probably not stay over a week so I appreciate that you're helping her out while she's in hard times but I'm sure there's some other couches she can sleep on as well we're here for you Uncle Jalen, Uncle Jacoby we're always here for you love to get another follow up as things progress thank you so much for the call call 9580 Jalen if you want to be part of the show we'll be back tomorrow with another dope pod to step to why is that Jalen Anthony Rose
2: we're not done we're not done we are not done. Got